Welcome back to another episode of The Check. I'm Brady. And I'm Alvin. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Check. For today's podcast, I thought we would take a little different approach and take some time together, Alvin and I, to discuss some things. Uh, We started this podcast seven or eight weeks ago, and that was hopefully the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic. Since then, and not long before then, there was has been quite a lot of changes in our industry, the country, and actually the world. I thought it would be a good idea to revisit our thoughts on why we started this podcast and have a conversation about our businesses, our guests, and opinions and predictions. Yeah, Brady, I think it's good to check back in with ourselves. Um, when we started this podcast, I was hoping that it was actually close to the end of the pandemic, um, not in the middle, but uh, here we are. We're still in it. Yeah, we sure are. Um, I, I really thought that it, it wasn't going to last as long as it has. It just seemed so wild and crazy, and I just thought, well, this is going to be one of those things, and hopefully in a couple of weeks it'll blow over and we'll do what we're supposed to do with the hand washing and the social distancing, and then, all right, we'll be back to normal in a month, but uh, it seems to be settling in, settling in for the long haul here. Yeah, um, I know that in Virginia the governor is doubtful that they'll be be able to start school um, in in the, in the fall. Yeah, I've I've heard about that, but I've also heard from parents um, about how grateful they now are for teachers and educators, um, since though that they've been home with their kids so much, and I guess they they see a different side of their kids during the day. <laughs> yeah, well, I know it would have gotten me into some trouble. Um, so your expectations didn't quite line up with the way things actually have shaken out. No, not at all. Um, it was very scary. Um, actually I was in total fear of losing my restaurant and, you know, having that dream end by a disease and not by my own hand. So, but you know, we hopefully we'll, we'll get through that and we'll still have restaurants uh, after this, but no, it hasn't, it's just a, a matter of time. It's just longer than we anticipated. I wonder a lot how how what restaurants will be on the other side of this. Uh, are we ever going to get to 100% capacity? Are we gonna, ever going to have a, a crowded bar where we can go and, you know, rub shoulders with our neighbors and friends and and have that kind of social situation where where you're all kind of lined up waiting for waiting for your turn to order a drink and all that kind of thing, or sporting events and concerts. What's going to happen? Yeah, that's a big thing with the sporting events and, and the concerts. Um, I don't know how they're going to get through this. I mean, just for us, we're not allowed to use our bar right now. So in the past, we would have people come up to each other in the bar, meet each other in the bar, and, you know, new friends, you know, high-fiving and sending each other drinks across the room kind of thing. That doesn't happen now. It's, um, I don't want to say it's morbid, but there's definite distance between the tables so there's not that uh conversation going back from one table to another table just meeting each other and you know saying you know what are you drinking and you know let me send you a you know a cocktail so that's that's a little different it's i don't want to say it's depressing but it's uh it's just not the same no no it's not um yeah i i always enjoy you know a crowded 
not a crowd, but but it's it's fun to have an energetic space. Yeah, I know over at Cobalt you have your um, your Music Thursdays, and they they can get kind of crowded and rowdy, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. There, there has been known to be some dancing and um, cocktails flying left to right, and, and and it's a fun time. But we can't have that now. With the, mm-hmm. you can't have that close proximity. And, and crowds. I mean, that's a lot of people packed into kind of a small place when we used to do the band nights. So that is uh, off the table right now, which is a shame because it was it was fun. We used to do it, I think, every other Thursday or sometimes once a month, and and people would look forward to it. And it, it was a lot of the same faces, so they were you know happy to see each other, and it was just a gathering place, but a little different, a little different. What what lessons have we learned, Alvin? Um, you know, from this whole thing. <laughs> Life can change overnight. Yeah. That's what I've learned. You know, you, yeah. you, you can't be complacent in life thinking, oh, well, you know, I've got my little job and this is fine and everything's going to be good next week and I know how much money I'm getting paid and I can pay these bills and I'm going on vacation. And and that is that can just be taken away from you in, a, in an instant. Yeah, it, it certainly can be. Um, Globally, like, you know. Well, I've learned how important loyal employees are so the loyalty of my employees i've really learned to appreciate even more always appreciated it but when this thing happened i had people who knew that i might not be able to pay them and they still insisted on coming into work and i mean literally in harm's way um, serving people getting to goes together and keeping the business running um, I always paid everybody and I was uh, thankfully we were always able to make that happen but but they knew it was on the line yeah and that's a beautiful thing yeah it really is we've had a similar um, loyalty with, with you know a lot of our people stayed on through the whole thing and they were safe and they were you know testing and making sure that they were safe and following the guidelines and then we had some that didn't feel safe because you know they had kids at home and and I kind of felt that that way myself a little bit um, for a while. So it's very scary and you have, you know, conflicted thoughts on what to do. Uh, are you being part of the problem by going out and working or, you know, it's just, it, it's a mind boggling thing to do. Well, have you been able to wrap your head around how much of this actually should be scary and how much of it is just hyperbole? We, we just don't know. And I well, was, don't we, I mean, we've got an idea now, but we've, we're on the other, we're on the, other side of the peak certainly yeah and you know what do you wonder if the whole shutdown was a big mistake i do wonder that and we will never know we will never know oh we might i don't know well here's one thing i do know is that as much as we think the government runs our country i really think the media does Um, that's a great point because no matter what they say, if they come on, on on Fox or CNN or whatever news network and they report something and everyone's watching, we all just kind of listen to that news and, and do what we're you know, told. Yeah, I was impressed by how much people actually fell in line as far as, you know, doing what what we were told. Doing, I mean, if, if, if the country just decided, look, I'm not going to be pushed around, I'm not going to be st- told to stay home. Yeah. Um, it it could have been a disaster. Uh, well, it it would have been a, a 
an untenable situation for the authorities. And they would have just had to say, okay, well, that didn't work. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah, the media play a, a, a huge part. I, I think they like people to be home watching the, watching the news. Yeah, and, you know, it's like the weathermen. You know, the weathermen come on, and, and they're never right, but they still have their jobs. Yeah. They, they don't get fired. And, yeah. well, you know, a 20% chance of rain. Well, did it rain? No, but I just said it was a 20% chance. Right. There's yeah. a 20% chance your steak will be medium rare. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 and then it gets sent back. 100% chance. 100% if, chance if, of that. If it's wrong, yeah. So we don't get that uh, that buffer zone. No, no. So back to this whole thing. Do you think it would have been, a, I mean, I know hindsight's twenty twenty, and we're still not quite, actually, we don't have those glasses on yet. But from where we sit now, I believe, and I could be completely wrong, but my my opinion is that if they said, look, if you feel safe, go and live your life. If you don't feel st- safe, stay home. Yeah. You know, we asked when we had um, uh, Omar Bukris in here from the carriage house. Yeah. We asked him about his dream when he was um, in Morocco and he had this vision that he was going to come to the United States and open a restaurant. Um, you had that dream. Um, I didn't really have a a dream it just kind of i never i never got to dream <laughs> it's just kind of you know I, I it was my it was my day <laughs> i did have that dream and you know i was thinking about that conversation that we had with with omar and he, you know he said he had the dream to leave out in morocco he's in a casablanca i think and his, his father wanted him to be an accountant and, and he always wanted to um own a restaurant and i thought about one of the reasons that i came to the states was because i i wanted to do that and i felt that i had the opportunity to to do it here more than in England. And one of the reasons I thought that I left England, I thought that I was being held back because of my age. But now thinking about it, I'm thinking, wow, was I held back because of my race and didn't realize it at the time? Because I was progressing through the ranks in the kitchen and they would say, well, you know, you, you're too young. You know, you can't be a sous chef yet or you can't be you know, a junior sous chef yet. And I thought, wow. Okay, well, I'm going to go somewhere where they don't care about my age. And I seriously thought about it after the, the whole George Floyd incident and, and and the race things that we're going through. And I thought, wow, I wonder if it was a racial thing that I was going through. And I just didn't even realize it because it, that's how normal it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I wasn't there, but I would say that it's a high probability. Yeah. Yeah, and that was that was a long time ago. That was how old were you? Let's look at this. I was um, probably twenty, twenty-one. Oh, I mean, there's there's successful chefs at that age. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, Marco Pierre White and and Gordon Ramsay. They they had success and started their own restaurants um, at that age and in that same those same areas where I was working. Oh, there's successful chefs that we. And the don't see on TV. And the, who, yeah, <laughs> I mean they, they weren't just putting out the TV chefs from, you know. It's interesting. Were there other people that that weren't of color that were working next to you at the same age who were able to advance? Who who their skills weren't? Um, there were people there that were above me. So let's say I was a a, a commie chef or or I was a, a chef de partie, which is kind of like a line cook. Or, good line cook 
and there were people that were above me, but they were a lot older. And that's why, in my mind, I was thinking, oh, well, shoot, I'm 20-something, and they're 40-something. I'm thinking, oh, okay, well, i got to wait that long to achieve. Well, and when you're 20, you think you're 35. Yeah. In your head. Yeah. And then when you're, whatever, 40, you think you should be 22. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I, I it, it just came to me this week when I was thinking about it, and I was a little astounded by it but it, it could have been a little uh racism going on there well i think certainly racism then and racism now is alive and well and um we gotta squash it yeah absolutely we gotta have people think differently we're making it through this pandemic and in our heads we're still very upset and tender this george Floyd thing is still an open wound there's a lot of serious things that we should be really concerned about. Can we break it up a little bit? You, tell me something fun that, that's happened. Well, here's what I know. I, I think we, we're getting through this pandemic, and, and here's how I know this. So when this first started, we have a mutual friend, and we would always be over at his house and hanging out, and, and we hadn't seen him for a while because of the pandemic. You know, We couldn't go over. You know, he was in quarantine. He didn't want. He didn't want to be, you know, contaminated. And so then, after a while, we were allowed to go over to the house, and we would walk in. You and I both, and he would literally spray us down at the door with the with the with the alcohol. With oh. the alcohol, you know, I, I'd be scared to go in front of the stove because I would spontaneously combust. So that's how he used to do. As soon as you walk in, now, you know, he's he's welcoming in us into the house, and you know, we do an elbow bump and. So we don't get the spray down anymore, but obviously well, we do wash our hands and, and do the sanitizer. But it's it's definitely dissipating. Of course, I know who you're talking about. And he came into uh, Bella Italia shortly after the uh, um, phase two opened up with his spray bottle. Yeah. And sprayed the table down and then sprayed me down when I walked over. He's bringing his, bring his own spray. Yeah. So we, we, we have people who, who are like that. And, and that's great. Like with the curbside pickup, some people jump out the car and they want to come in and say, hi, you know, hey, we missed you. I'm coming to pick up food. Some people will sit in the car and they will pop the trunk and they, they don't want to talk to you. They don't want you, to, they don't want you touching the check. They just yeah. want their food in the trunk. They push the button and boom, they're gone. So there's different degrees of, of people um, and speeds that, that they're going to get back to normal or not. Towards the beginning of this thing, I was still trying to figure out the, the delivery and how that would all work. And we're trying to, I mean, you know, you think you can do it all at first. And of course we're short staffed and these busy nights were unpredictable. And we had one of these busy nights and, and this uh, order came through that was a delivery. And so I, you know, and it was right up the road. So no big deal. <laughs> I put it, I put it in the, in the car and ran it up the street and, um, Knocked on the door, you know, like like I knew delivery was done because yeah. you know I've ordered pizza before, right? And um, and the guy came to the to the door and started yelling at me, and I looked at the, the house number. Am I at the right house? And and then he starts pointing down, and I, I finally realized he wanted me to just set it down on the floor uh, in front of the door and leave and walk away. <laughs> <laughs> Drop the food. So it worked out. And, <laughs> you know, a lot of people they. Uh, they still want to live their lives. And it's interesting because I've had a lot of people come and it was kind of like, 
hell or high water, they're going to come to Steinhobers and celebrate their anniversary because that's what they've been doing since they've been married. And, you know, that kind of thing really makes it worthwhile. Yeah, I understand. We, we've had similar situations where people have come, and this was before phase two. It was still in phase one. Um, before phase one, I had it. I had people sitting in their car. No, well, that's what I was just going to say. <laughs> you know, it was a birthday, and they were sitting in their car, but they would come, and they would get their meal, and, and we'd, we'd get it to them, and then we'd send out dessert with a little candle in it, and, you know, and they had their birthday celebration out there. And, you know, they were still with us, and they brought us into their celebration, and that made it a worthwhile for us you know to think that well we're still here for them and, and they're here for us and, and that makes us want to get up in the morning and keep going to work you know another thing that was really nice to see was um uh you know they they put out there that buying gift cards really helps out a, a restaurant in this kind of situation it's a it's a free loan and i had a number of of guests who you know really feel a strong tie to to both restaurants, La Bella Italia and Steinhobers, who made it a point to buy gift cards. I even had a few that would, would buy over, uh, one person bought $2,000 worth, another person, you know, 1500 And I think we have a mutual customer who, who even dropped off a dropped off a check. Yeah, uh, and that's awesome. You know, I think we spoke with Stacy Shiflett uh, a while ago from the uh, Virginia Beach Restaurant Association, and she was saying that, gift cards would help us out and, and she was right and people really stepped up and came in and bought gift cards and, and other people dropped off checks and unbelievable just yeah awesome. it's it's going to be hard for those people that did that it, on a busy night it's going to be hard to tell them we don't have a seat for them oh they got a table <laughs> it'll be like um was it goodfellas yeah and yeah they, we'll bring, they bring one out in. the table yeah, from we'll the back and in, they yeah. put it right there at the front that's yep. yeah they're getting that table every time yeah and then we'll have something to tell them because to tell the other people, because, you know, we've always had people who kind of look out for us. Yeah. And you try to explain, well, you know, that person took me skiing or whatever. Why are you showing this favoritism? That's not right. Well, we're showing them favoritism because we're still here. Exactly. Because of them. Exactly. And that's why you're getting a meal tonight. Because, because you didn't buy $2,000 worth of gift cards. <laughs> <laughs> we will give you that opportunity to do so this evening. Yeah, would, you like to, would you like to join the club? <laughs> Visa or MasterCard? Yeah, Brady, I ran into John Stein, who was a, a guest on on The Check a few weeks ago, and we got talking about where he is now as to where he was then, and he's reopened uh, Baker's Crust, and he has extra seating outside on his patio, and he has seating inside, and he seems to be doing real well. Yeah, and I uh, still see a lot of... Uh the Waterman's posts, Waterman's and the um, and the the shack and chicks on the beach from Mike Standen. Yeah, we yeah. talked to him uh, probably the second podcast, maybe the first. It was it the first one. Yeah, first so podcast. so Mike, from what I understand, has pretty much just taken over all the the land at, at the oceanfront, all the streets. He's he's got tables and chairs out in the middle of Atlantic Avenue, and he's just taken over. Well, good for him. <laughs> yeah, good for him. Um, and let's see, my my mother always says that July 4th is the day that you start being able to make tomato sandwiches. Okay. So you pull these nice ripe tomatoes out of the garden about July 4th. It's been a, it's been a cool spring. I'm hopeful that we're not, we're not behind on that. What do you think? 
I think her garden is flourishing. I was out there with her a few days ago, and she was showing me around, and it's just beautiful. All the lettuce she has, and the walking onions, and she she gave me a slice of her cake that she made with uh, blackberries and blueberries. Was it blue? No, both both, both yeah, blackberries and blueberries. And blueberries yeah, with the, the frosting on top, which was moist and delicious. But yeah, her garden looks awesome. Well, how's uh, yours? It's doing very well. I have been up. Um, very early, and not because my nine-month-old. For some reason, I kept telling you my kid was six months old. She's not. She's nine nine months well, old. Well, we won't tell her. <laughs> yeah, we won't tell. Don't don't let her hear that podcast. Yeah, no, or she'll yeah, be upset. I know. Sorry, Penelope. So, um, so I've been up early and out in the garden. You know, five thirty, six a.m., which is a great time to suck your tomatoes because the uh, the branches are real crisp. And anyway, and it's cool out there, so you're not in that heat. So I've been out there weeding, getting all the the little grass weeds out and and the garden looks nice now the tomatoes are getting tall and and starting starting to bloom the squash is coming up arugula i've been using at the restaurant clipping those and it's a vegetable it's a vegetable yeah and they've been growing back so i've been using those in the salads uh what else the herbs are doing great i weeded out the herb garden this morning my wife carrie she made me a herb garden and she's planted thyme and Basil and lemongrass and parsley and all kinds of stuff in there. So, now, as a Jamaican, yeah, what kind of herbs do you have growing? <laughs> well, I'm English. My parents are Jamaican. Oh, so, oh okay. So, so the, the herbs that you <laughs> might be referring to are your parents' house. <laughs> <laughs> they were certainly at my grandparents' house. That's for sure. I, I've I've seen them out there. So one day, one day, I may may partake in that. <laughs> The cooking of, <laughs> of, of herbs. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Don't forget to listen next week to the Chat Podcast, where we'll be interviewing our friend Sam McGann, Chef Sam McGann, from the Blue Point in Duck, North Carolina. Yeah, Sam's a, a great friend, awesome chef, a uh, bit of a mentor to me, and he will be um, – speaking to us about his experiences in North Carolina. I think some of the rules were a little different there and they were allowed to open up before we did. So um, maybe he can give us a heads up and how we can get ahead on this. Yeah, he'd give us a little glimpse into the future, maybe. Yeah, so looking forward to talking to Sam. So if you, and if you can't wait for that and you want to listen to more of the Czech podcast or see more of our posts or whatever, photos of our gardens and et cetera, um, Come visit the checkpodcast.com. That's the checkpodcast.com. Yep. So, Brady, thanks again for everything. Uh, appreciate being here with you and the check. Thank you, Alvin. I'm Brady. I'm Alvin. And this is The, the Check. check.